Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph on Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And y'all, it's spooky season. Happy spooky season. Yeah. Or soup season. Or both. Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> yes, both. Uh, and you know what that means for our Feminist Movie Friday. That's right. Either we're doing something spooky or something traumatizing. Or hey, maybe both. We love both. Also, well, yes. Yeah. I think for this one, it's both. And we're also leaning more into just, wait, what? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, before we start, spoilers ahead, as it was only released in 2022, uh, but is now available on Shudder, which uh, has become the go-to streaming network for all of horror movie needs. Not a sponsor at this current time, just FYI, but it just turns out to be that way because mm-hmm. it's literally a horror movie channel. So, <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know, if you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about the movie Sissy, an Australian independent horror movie written and directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Scenes. And by the way, Barlow also plays the role of Emma, uh, the long lost best friend within the movie. But before we get into that, content warning, lots of blood, gore, all the things, death, mental health, violence and bullying. Surprisingly, not much sexual stuff in this which is rare for a horror movie, independent horror movie, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I appreciate that. It's just straight gore. Here you go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I saw this movie. I mean, I've just seen whatever I can find now, but... It came up on so many lists. Yeah. I was like, I kept reading the description, and it's like, oh, I feel like this might hit too close to home. And then I eventually was like, no, I got to watch it. Um, And it stuck with me. I will tell you that. It stuck with me. Right. Um, I think when I brought up this as a possibility, your your response was, oh, I have things to say about that. It's interesting. (laughs) And that's what I got. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Which we'll talk about. I do have things to say about yes, it. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> we, we purposely did not talk about it, even though we'd watched it a while ago. Mm-hmm. So the movie, yeah, as, she, as Andy has mentioned, has topped many lists uh, for its creativity, dark humor, and social commentary. Uh, as The Guardian writes, quote, Sissy, a very sassy and diabolically entertaining new Australian horror movie from the director writing team Hannah Barlow and Kane Sings, puts in its satirical crosshairs two things once believed to be good for humankind, but now widely regarded as evidence of our continued descent into self-inflicted destruction social media, and the wellness industry. So that's the, that's, the, that's the critique that I think was like, okay, all right. I guess that's a pretty good introduction to yeah. what this movie is. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is on top 10 lists and like top for horror movies, especially newer horror movies. Um, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes have a really high rating, just an FYI. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the plot. Are you ready? <laughs> the movie opens with a scene of Cecilia, played by Aisha D, recording a wellness session for her social media page where she has over 200,000 followers. We see a preview of her life as an influencer who thrives off the likes and comments of her followers. And then we soon meet Emma, who Cecilia runs into at a pharmacy, kind of tries to avoid, but runs into... It's been years since they had met, and Cecilia is obviously very uncomfortable, but that doesn't stop her from going to the engagement party that Emma invites her to. Um, And then at this engagement party, we meet Fran, Emma's fiancé, and all of Emma's friends. And while there, Emma and Cecilia get to sing their old song, and a very drunken Emma invites Cecilia to her hen party, or bachelorette party. After Cecilia reminisces about her pastimes with Emma um, via childhood films that they made, when she was called Sissy, she decides to go. Right. So here we meet Emma and Fran's friends, uh, Jamie and Tracy, who all get into a van together for their hen weekend. Cecilia agrees to drive, being one of the only people who can drive a stick, which is a problem. I can't drive a Can you drive a stick? Yeah. Oh. I could at, I could at one time. It's been like oh yeah, you can't drive at all. So uh, like you do, yeah, but you're afraid it, to. But at one time, I was I was pretty good at it. Uh, okay. But it's probably been a decade since I've done it. So oh. <laughs> I don't know if it would just like come back or not. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. But yeah, yeah I can't drive like, a stick. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. I just but... did a hand motion, but yeah, you get it. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get okay, you. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, so Cecilia ends up driving. Um, and during that drive, we find out that there's another person who will be joining the party, the maid of honor, Alex. And we also find out that there's a long, sordid history between Alex and Emma and Cecilia. But of course, there has to be an ominous scene of running over an animal, a kangaroo in this case, which they had to put down. So it was a real gory scene that I was like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, When they all arrive at their very fancy home in the woods, uh, we meet Alex, who is very unhappy to see Cecilia. Cecilia is not so happy either. <laughs> but she's yeah. more like, oh no, I'm so sorry type of thing. I was worried. Alex is angry, mm-hmm. but they seem to have moved on. Of course, this is not the case. During dinner, they discuss Cecilia's job as a wellness influencer, which quickly becomes awkward uh, with everyone criticizing Cecilia and Alex even berating her for being fake. BT dubs, Fran is actually a psychologist, and they talk about the fact that she's getting her doctorate, and so that comes out. It's like, eh, awkward. It is very 
awkward. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, dinner scenes and the new, like, horror. <laughs> it kind of is, and especially the point of view. Uh, someone was talking about the way they did the cinematography, very reminiscent of, like, old-school 70s films, where it's very mm. pointed and awkward. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that night, Cecilia has a nightmare about Alex confronting her about the past and about the scar on her face. Cecilia soon wakes up to find that everyone has gone to the creek um, slash river where she's told to join. When she arrives, she hears them talking about her past, um, about how Cecilia had attacked Alex, and everyone claims that Cecilia is canceled. Um, Soon we find out the story. In their childhood, Alex and Emma had become close, and Alex bullied Cecilia, calling her a sissy, and told Cecilia that she was not Emma's best friend, but that Alex was her best friend and that Emma even purposely left her out of her birthday party. And then we see that Emma is given the heart best friend necklace by Alex. And after much taunting by Alex, young Cecilia stabs her in the face with a trowel, which ends the friendship with Emma. After everyone leaves the the River Creek area, uh, except Alex, Alex taunts Cecilia, who she knew was listening. And they have this huge confrontation after it is discovered that Alex stole Cecilia's phone and tried to expose Cecilia, basically posting on her wellness um, social media to all of her followers. Cecilia bashes Alex on the head, the stone crystal thing, which begins... Here we get to the horror of it all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we see flashes of things, but like this is the beginning, of course. From there, we're just going to go down the road, down the chain of, (laughs) list of deaths. Mm -hmm. Um, We see Jamie, who accidentally stumbles onto Alex's body. Uh, Then he runs away from Cecilia. But because he has to go to the edge of the cliff, you know, that's obviously where you're going to end up. Uh, Cecilia talks to him. He starts yelling. She pushes him off the cliff. Poor out, poor Jamie. There he goes. Um, then she returns to the house where Tracy finds Cecilia in the house. At that point, Tracy's getting scared. Tracy falls into the bathtub, gets her hair stuck in the drain, which is like, what? That's not even a thing, but okay. And uh, is both scalped and drowned. I was like, well, yeah. that was unnecessary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Later, we find out that Alex isn't dead, but she does have brain damage. So while Alex calls the police after finding a phone, uh, she isn't able to speak, but is able to get a hold of someone and scream into the phone. Mm-hmm. And that's where we cut in that with that. We have a comedic scene with the police, with the doofus police, I guess, uh, who's trying to find out where she is or who she is. Mm-hmm. We move on to poor Fran, who gets lost after falling asleep in the woods, uh, where we see Cecilia. So at this point, she's like, I'm going to leave, take, taking the car, but yeah. finds Fran, picks her up, uh, and goes on about how she's going to lose Emma, which she's already lost to Alex, but now she's going to lose Emma to Fran and to the United States because they're going to move together to the U.S. She deliberately crashes the car after Fran can't buckle her seatbelt because it's stuck, throwing Fran out the window and then running her over, much like the kangaroo scene. Yes, because Fran was the one that was like, you need to run over the kangaroo's head. It's mercy. Yeah. Yeah, which interestingly... The movie that just came out, um, Talk to Me, has a very similar scene. Oh, really? I feel like um, there's a few scenes like this where they just grotesquely run over heads. But there was a kangaroo in Talk to Me. It must, I don't know. They just really don't like kangaroos. I guess deers are the U.S. and then the kangaroo the would US be the Australian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Cecilia returns to the house where she beats herself up and passes out um, and is later awakened by Emma, who made it back to the house after almost drowning and being swept down the river. Soon she discovers Tracy's body hidden under the bed and figures out what happened, including the fact that Cecilia has probably killed Fran. Unfortunately for Emma, she gets knocked out and wakes up to being tied to a chair where Cecilia is playing the childhood videos, dyeing Emma's hair pink, like in videos, doing her nails. But soon Emma gets free and starts beating up Cecilia after she's called the cops about people dying, but not about who has done it. Of course. Uh, Then... Alex walks in, who is still confused from the head injury and mistakes Emma for Cecilia and beats Emma to death. After realizing her mistake, she turns to Cecilia but is shot by cops who thinks that she is the culprit. Right. So later we come to the end scene of Cecilia doing her newest video. And apparently I missed this part. I guess I had kind of like checked out for a second where she did a live during the whole messy ordeal blaming Alex and pleading for her followers help mm-hmm. and she thanks her followers this is the worst part of them like what the hell yeah. she thanks her followers and says it's because of them that she was able to make it through the Alex Cutis massacre which she has named and promotes her latest books and gives away free therapy robes which is a thing that happens throughout the uh, movie mm-hmm. for all her followers yeah and that's how it ends. So the beginning and the end, it begins and ends the same way with the same yeah. backdrop and very like uh, wellness, meditative uh, mm-hmm. state. So in movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we're going to talk about it, but like that, the kind of veneer of social media and what mm. people post and especially like in wellness social media Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. 
there is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to go ahead and go into the themes of it. Of course, the first and foremost is friendships. Um, and I really like the best friend conundrum. This is what I call yeah. it. Because I think every girl has gone through this, where they've had to compete with someone or mm-hmm. there's been a, a, a battle to who is the best friend in the group. Yes. And I had two, I had two kind of big ones in my life. And one, it it actually devolved into a shouting match between two other people. I was sort of the, like, new best friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it the other person walked away and, like, issued an ultimatum. And I was like, we're nine years old. This is very intense. Um, <laughs> and then another one, this girl, it was, like, third or fourth grade. We were pitted against each other academically, Uh, which is a thing schools do purposefully in Mm -hmm. the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I got the higher grade. (gasps) Um, And eventually she, like, came up to me and said, I am no longer your friend. This is over. I don't like you anymore. And she was more popular than me. So then I got kind of the, like, fallout from all the other popular girls. Yeah. Luckily for me, I was kind of... um, Oblivious. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the best way to be. That's the best way to be. I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, I had a few like that, except I had the best friend do that to me and try to compete, make us compete to be her friends mm. type of thing. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is weird. No, I'm good. I'm good. After some of the anxiety of like, oh, no, I said the wrong thing. I was like, I'm over this. This is this is silly. I'm, I'm good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I had an incident as an adult as an adult, full-grown adult, where I don't think best friends was even a thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm odd. Like, I think of best friends as an old-school term. So, like, literally when you're children. But then, like, you grow up, and if that's a title and you're still close, that title remains. So, Mm -hmm. that's not a thing. But as you get older, the friend groups change, and you meet new people. I don't think of that as a thing anymore, maybe. Maybe that's just me being like, eh. Who's this? Because I, mm-hmm. I want to be close to people in different ways and people need different needs and all these things. And and my best friend could be someone that I don't talk to for or like someone that I'm closest to, but maybe someone I don't talk to for months. But then when we right. get back together, it's perfect. Like there's nothing like time hasn't gone by mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you make new friends kind of thing. And some people will click and you hang out more. And this happened with this friend. Actually, everybody would know her. But, like, we got close <laughs> and we got we had a lot in common, had the best time, all these things. And someone and the third party was like, you know, you stole so-and-so from so-and-so. And I was, like, very confused. I was like, what? In that she's like, well, I mean, y'all hang out and you do this and you don't invite this person. And we were like, mm-hmm. and I'm, y'all, I'm in my 30s at this point I'm in my 30s and that happened and I was like what is happening and what was all what was very different was the fact that they had a gotten married they had uh moved on to a new job 
think they were trying to get pregnant at this point. So they were kind of in a different space. And mm-hmm. so we would invite them, but it's not that easy to do right. last-minute trips, which would happen, or last-minute hangs, or all these things. And it was mm-hmm. just an odd, like, being told that I stole someone at 30 years old. I was like, is she, is she not her? Is she not her own self? Like, does she not have right. autonomy? Because I'm not telling her to not hang out with this person, because I could care less. Like, I don't understand. But that has happened to me. Actually, that happened to me twice. Because if they told me something before that other person, they got very upset. And in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. So to see that, I'm like, yeah, that's that is real, and that's actually a great <laughs> premise for a horror movie, murder really movie, is. I guess. It really is because I mean, you know, we love talking about the positivity of a uh, female friendship on the show. It's one of our favorite things, but it is true that there's toxicity as well. And I think when you're younger. The best friend role is much more is one person. I feel like when I got older, I was kind of like, you're all up here. Right. Yeah, right. Right. But when you're younger, it's like, oh, I'm this person's best friend. And anyone who comes in, you're like, oh, no. Oh, what if they're moving on? And you have all these things with like adolescence and people start dating. And it just feels like, oh, no, we're not going to be the same as it was. And I had that. Yeah, I had that, too, where people... Kind of just being mad that I guess I made new friends. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah, yeah, that's one of the other th- themes of like the jealous girl, the the hating on each other for no reason. The fact yeah. that they jumped in with like, yeah, she's awful. She's canceled. She's these things. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Wellness, wellness influencers who are not educated and degreed and are in this professional industry. I'm a little weird when it comes to them. I'm like, oh, do mm-hmm. you know what you're doing and or are you causing more damage? So that in itself is like, I could probably understand that. I think I would stand with the side of Fran of being interested and mm-hmm. cautious, but mm-hmm. being outright malicious and mean. I was like, wow, y'all are right. like just hating on her for no reason. And to the point that they were jealous and then at the same time wanting her connections at the same time be like, oh, but because of course they had to throw in Chris Hemsworth <laughs> oh, in yeah. there. <laughs> as a name so I thought uh-huh. that was interesting mm-hmm. and then the, like the jealousy among friends like I said like they're all like oh you have these followers or whatever whatnot. but then we also have Alex who is obviously very rich mm-hmm. that, that rich trope and was able to give things to Emma so you're like wait like give this fancy house as like the hen party making this like over the top dinner and all these things like you also have that and then obviously Alex was jealous of Sissy and was pushing her away and making sure that she knew she was outcast. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a good point about it is um, because there's this big study that happened years and years ago, so grain of salt with it, but it was talking about how in female friendships specifically, there's sort of always a um, organizing of power, Mm -hmm. like who has the power in this based on looks or based on money or based on yeah. job, like all of that stuff. And that was definitely on display here of mm. like kind of this constant awareness and fighting for, for power and putting people down to make yourself feel more powerful. And I think that is, it's also as I've gotten older, I feel this less. I feel like in college, this was, that was a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, that 
that's gotten less. But I also have been taken aback sometimes when a friend who completely legitimately will be like, why didn't you invite me to this? Or why didn't you think of me to this? And seeing it as more of a slight, whereas I maybe like you was just like, oh, I was busy or it just sort of happened this way or it wasn't any like right personal, oh, I don't want her to come. But that over time can, it didn't in this situation, but it can build up into we are not friends anymore. Right, right. And you might not, unless you talk about it, you might not know <laughs> that that's happening. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very obvious. Which leads into the other theme of here of the bullying, uh, mm-hmm. which I think caused the entire, as I came out and told you immediately, I was like, I had no sympathy for any of them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think the most sympathy I had was for Fran, who were ju- who was just there, who was just trying to be with her, her, her fiancé. Like, I was like, oh. And was really kind of caring to everyone. Like, she never really uh, was negative, necessarily, to uh, Cecilia. As, in fact, was like, you know, friendship, people are like stars. You come and go when it's time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's very sweet. Because I was like, are you being mean to her? Mm-hmm. But she was being very sweet in that, and she's good friends with Alex. She's good friends with all of them. She wasn't, like, she was skeptical, but she wasn't mean about the whole, uh, her being a wellness person, all these things. Like, even when they were trash-talking her for stabbing the girl in the face, she was still nice, kind of, in in that. So it was like, okay, this is where I'm like, oh, yeah, Cecilia, you bad. (laughs) This is the one, and that was the one she truly killed. Like, the rest of them she let, well, I guess Jamie, she did push off. (laughs) So never mind on that one. But you know what I mean. In that level <laughs> yeah. of like, this is an opportunity. She found an opportunity to kill Fran. So because mm-hmm. she was actually jealous and she says that out loud. Yeah. So it's kind of like, huh. That's the only character I kind of had sympathy for. But for the rest of them, I was like, yeah, I don't have sympathy for the main character. I don't have the sympathy for Alex. She's an awful person. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Because you see, there's no good light. For Alex, she is the villain. I feel like, even though Cecilia is the villain, villain, but like she is a villain in this whole thing as well. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because normally, with a horror movie like this, when you're getting a setup, because early on you know something went horribly wrong right. with this relationship, you get these hints, and you're like, oh, what is it? What is it? And normally in a in a movie like this, it would be, oh, Alex was a bully. Cecilia did this thing that she regrets, but hurt Alex in kind of self-defense. And you feel for Cecilia. But instead, it does this interesting thing where it's like, okay, Alex was bad, but so is Cecilia. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Cecilia. Yeah. yeah. Like you kind of could have felt sorry for her, but then it starts dwindling to like, oh, she's not. She real, she's a liar. She's right. She's yeah. just in that level. Yeah, like a liar is a good word. She, and so it was just interesting because I feel like a lot of times the setup is you have the bully, the transgressor, you have the bullied, you root for them. She was bullied. Like, I'm not going to take that away from her. But she also was terrible. <laughs> um, right. Like whether it was from that or not, uh, because the movie doesn't, it, it, there's a lot of instances, and I know we're going to talk about this in a second, but there's a lot of instances where you're like, okay, so she's dissociating. She's right. having this, like, breakdown mentally. like, But it never explains it other than, like, the things that you see. Yeah. Right, right which, yeah, comes into our other theme, mental health, which is, okay, th- th- this is that, that 
they tried to set it up as if she had uh, disassociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. order, but she really mm-hmm. doesn't. She just makes her choices and then leans into these things, including the conversation of just being in denial, in which she says, I'm not sissy, I'm not mm-hmm. sissy, I'm not sissy, which is a theme, which is why we talked about the fact that she was sissy as a mm-hmm. kid. And then growing up, she's like, I'm Cecilia. It's Cecilia, mm-hmm. which completely mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. There are so many things. And especially if you've been bullied with your nickname. Um, so I get that. So they kind of change that in that perspective. So you think for a minute, she has disassociative identity disorder and she like blacks out and, and stabs her mm-hmm. in the face, which by the way is one of the most gruesome. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And then the dream scene where she talks about the scar on Alex, you see her actually put her hand underneath the scar as if like it's still a fresh mm-hmm. wound. It was like, ah. mm-hmm. yeah, why? Mm-hmm. Um, but all these things that, that she also regrets doing that mm-hmm. is kind of kind of pictures that, but I don't think she does. <laughs> No, I think she regrets, and I'm not even sure if that's the right word. She's sad. She's mad she lost. Right, right. And that was the catalyst of her really losing Emma. Right. Um, And, like, we didn't even talk about the the necklace. Yeah. She takes the friendship necklace. Which, did you have one of those? I did, I did. I did, too. I did, too. I had (laughs) one of those. I did, too, but I think it was meant for romantic partners. It was, like, the, like, broken heart one that you put together. Yeah, so this is the broken heart one for the best friends. Okay. So Okay, well, then maybe not. Yeah, because mine was the broken heart one that was the best friends, and it wasn't real gold. Or it was plated (gasps) gold. So I think it turned me green or something. I remember. I can't. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really sure who it was from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know who the best oh, friend no. was. Oh, no. Oh, I'm the worst best friend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that necklace was a big key because she took it off because she was jealous. A, mm-hmm. but you could see the difference in gifts yeah. from their childhood. Like, obviously, Cecilia didn't have a lot of money, so she got her, like, silly nail polish, which Emma kept the entire mm-hmm. time. Um, and, like trinkets that she had made as where Alex comes in with this gold necklace that that she got for her. You know, like it was very obvious. And then mm-hmm. all the girls, because there was twins, which why do they have to have twins? I was like, that was weird. Uh, twins who help mock uh, Cecilia mm-hmm. or Sissy when she was younger. They're all wearing the same dresses. So it kind of uh, like implies that maybe Alex had bought them all dresses to show that they're all like a big group of friends and mm-hmm. uh, Cecilia was not a part of this. So... That's interesting to me. But yeah, the, the whole mental health bit, but like pushing her to that edge, you're kind of like, okay, again, we talked about whether it was DID yeah. or it wasn't. And then, but we also see like Emma trying to be nice, but Emma saying like, you wouldn't want to come anyway. So I don't know what mm. that was about. I feel like that was a missed plot a point. invitation. Yeah, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then the back and forth that Alex just keeps calling her crazy, essentially, and a psychopath. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things that I also really was interested in when I saw it. I was like, okay, because you see her as this, It's. I mean, like you said, it starts out this very idyllic mental health, like wellness thing she's doing for her followers. She has that circle that you make and all of these things. And then as the plot unravels and you see, okay, I mean, like charitably, she is not in a good place. Right. I I don't, 
There are a lot of indicators um, that, you know, she's having some kind of like PTSD freezing flashback thing. But it also felt like at some time she was just like thinking, oh, no, if this gets out, I'll lose everything. Right. And so she was freezing because of that. Um, But to see like. And throughout the movie, she does this like she could have just killed someone. She'll like start up the video and do the whole thing and be calm. But I just thought that was really telling about what what the social media landscape, how it's so fake a lot of times. It is so, like, catered to people that you can't trust it. Um, and that's not to say you can't, you know, do these things. And it may be what she was doing was helpful for some people. But behind the scenes, if we had known behind the scenes, we probably wouldn't be watching her right. videos about wellness. <laughs> right. So the one thing that I thought was interesting with that mental health stuff is that wellness guru versus the therapist, like they purposely put those two together, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone was the good guy in this, again, it would have been Fran. Mm-hmm. Maybe Emma, but at the end, Emma was like, ugh. You're kind of cruel. Like, I I get you didn't, you were passive in all of this, but that's still just as bad. Um, but, like, I also thought it was interesting because as you were talking about all her little sessions, uh, one being the beginning where she does the hyperventilation thing, which I know is an actual thing. I remember doing this at a yoga uh, session. I almost had a full-fledged panic attack. Because it was not done correctly. Because you Mm -hmm. do not have a space to teach people what kind of mental place that you have to be in and how to guide that. And if you have a Mm -hmm. class of literally 50 people, 30 people, and you're not sure what their state is, and you're having them do this, not smart. So having a wellness influencer do this online with 200,000 people viewing or more... is really, really irresponsible. And I think they did that on purpose because I remember thinking as I was watching this, I'm about to have a panic attack. It looks like she's about to have a panic attack too, purposely. So I'm like, huh. I think they did that on purpose. I think the filmmakers made you do something that they knew was not oftentimes done incorrectly um, and oftentimes done without regard to understanding why it's used and when it's used. which she does that throughout, which I was like, okay, that's the perfect opening scene because you're already panicked <laughs> if you're paying attention. Yeah, it just feels wrong. <laughs> the whole thing just feels off immediately. You're like, oh, no. Um, and like going off of that, too, I feel like, you know, in a, in a way, this makes sense. And one of the reasons I was like, I have stuff to say about this is I worry about this with this show is because we try to be very clear. We're not experts on anything, but we talk about like our own personal experiences um, and people relate to that. But one of the things she does is I think she thinks she had this trauma as a child and she's been getting, trying to get over it or trying to, like, she's trying to convince herself she's fine and she's made this business out of it, like, trying to convince herself she's fine um, and telling people, you know, ride this rope and it works. So basically, like, turning her trauma into a profit. Mm-hmm. And then we see that really pay off at the end when she's like, thanks. Uh, I survived this thing because of that you, now please go buy my book. Um, So I feel like it comes full circle in that way where she is, it starts off with, you know, she has this trauma and you see her and everything feels kind of off, but but she's trying to like do this wellness thing. And you just realize like, oh no, she does not have this figured out. She does not know what she's doing. And she's sort of just using it like her trauma and like the wellness part that comes from that 
to sell right. stuff and make a business. And I think they purposely leave out, I don't think she has, it, like, she may have been detained or something. They don't really talk about it. And they don't mm-hmm. talk about, she doesn't talk about ever going to therapy, ever. No. Mm-mm. So where did she even mm-mm. learn these things? Which is hilarious to me. Uh, which yeah. she had to kind of admit to Fran. who <laughs> was like, I this yeah. is my, like, 10th year in school. <laughs> trying to get a doctorate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, Stepping into, I thought this one scene was quite hysterical, but also really, really uh, disturbing. When she's burying Alex, she stops mm-hmm. to make a video about how she's digging the dirt and replanting things, like in order to give back in the sustainability because she's hiking and ruining the ecosystem. But in actuality, she just thinks that she has killed a person. So she's burying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. her and in the middle of it she's sitting next to it and you see a mound and it's literally the body of someone she accidentally killed that she thinks that she has killed and she is all covered in dirt and actually blood but you can't see the blood part the way she's cut it off which again shows meticulous uh, planning uh, mm-hmm. so like she does this whole thing as a video and has all these views and clicks for it right and it's very like she's reframing it into making it this thing she can sell and this thing she can, like, turn around and be positive with. But also, I feel like, yeah, the fact that she cut off all this horror around her, again, goes back to, like, social media and what we see on social media and how it is so controlled and so, mm-hmm. like, thought out. I mean, the funny version of that is, like, people don't wear pants anymore. When right. Do stuff. right. But the horrible version of that is there's literally blood in a dead body. Right, right. <laughs> Beneath her, so... I mean, it kind of began that way as well. So you see her perfect little room with only the pink wall. And then she walks with all these dirty dishes everywhere. And she's just eating pizza from a box and sitting and watching mm-hmm. from a very, like, antique mm-hmm. TV, all the news, all the horrible things going on in the world. That's right. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's it, that part of it. As, as people in this industry, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, the a good example, really sad example right now is someone is coming under fire in TikTok uh, after reporting some misinformation about what's going on in the world and saying, hey, everybody, you can take a break from social media. You can take a break. And everybody else coming like, what the f- is wrong with you? People are dying. And you're telling people to ignore it. Take Take care of yourself. Ignore this. This is how you block these. And there's this back and forth of like, you as an influencer, uh, do you, (laughs) instead of backtracking and saying, I'm sorry for this and these are the things that we need to do uh, from all the backlash, just say, take a break. You can take Mm. a break. And it's such a like divide and divorce from reality. Mm-hmm. And that they have come under pretty harsh scrutiny, as, as I think they deserve it. Because as much as we would love to say, let's take a break, and there's a difference from healthy uh, understanding to trying to ignore it and pretending something isn't existing, um, and who that really affects, and the privilege in that, and it's mm-hmm. like being so obtuse in a conversation mm-hmm. that you you do this as a way of gaining more popularity. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, the thing with influencers. Is it's such a new media where, where people can make money. It's not a new media, but what, like people making money on it is pretty new. And we've talked a lot about the issues with it. <laughs> I got a big chuckle when 
I was going on a work trip and they were like, are you an influencer? You have to fill this out. And I was like, I don't think so. I <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> initial uh, producer, Andrew, said that we were. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, we're not. We're not selling anything. So. We're not on social media. I guess we do sell things when we add, have sponsors. Like, yeah, but it's more a traditional. I don't know. I mean, there there is a blur, obviously. But um, one of the things with this character, I think, is also... We've talked before about things like SpawnCon and how, you know, people like the Kardashians have gotten fined millions of dollars for not being honest when they are selling you something and not being clear about that they're selling you something and it was sponsored. And so I feel like the wellness industry, as we've talked about, is a very strange place for that because it's a very like, this will help you. This is good for you and your mental health. But have they, do they know that? Do they have any training? Right. Um, are they just telling you that to sell you something? <laughs> right. And what you get in this specific movie, they did a twist with the Elon Masks, which threw me <laughs> off completely. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? What did they just yeah. say? <laughs> which was a quite a funny mm-hmm. take on the entire thing. Um, and with that, we've talked about this before, about the addiction to likes and follows and comments or going viral and, like, that addiction to get that constant feedback, which we hear the ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding in the movie, and that's mm-hmm. purposeful. And how she uses that. And she actually uses that during the worst parts of, like, her yeah. horrific killing spree to keep her going. So she's not lying <laughs> when she said, I thought of you. It's literally those dings that pushed her to be like, I got to lie about this. I got to cover this up. I got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. It, so... Especially early on before she's, like, killed anyone. If she has these, like, intense moments where she's being kind of bullied at this dinner um, or whatever, she, she'll she post. She'll post something and you'll hear that dinging and she feels better. Like, she's relying on it. Yeah, she literally puts the phone to her heart, like... <sighs> yes. Like, it's giving her, like, validation energy. or, like, okay, people yeah. love me. See, these people yeah. love me. And she can't lose them like the fear of losing them is what drives her to be like okay i'll push this guy off the cliff yeah i I mean it drove her to kill Mm -hmm. alex because she was afraid of being exposed Mm -hmm. so she was like i'm gonna kill you Mm -hmm. snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. 
explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. But, of course, we also have to talk about the movie tropes with the themes in here. Uh, queer people dying. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'm like, damn it, y'all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I get that you kind of were, it's kind of the whole, like, sad but true type of thing. Like, at least it centers around, the, not centers, but at least it has good, healthy, queer relationships mm-hmm. in here. But that's what they got to die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I loved Emma and Freya's relationship. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And I love that it was just normalized, that it wasn't anything big. Yeah. Like, it was just like, it wasn't like, oh, we have to celebrate extra. Like, it's just like, hey, they're, they're great together. Here mm-hmm. it is. Of course, we had to have uh, the mistaken identities, mm-hmm. death between Emma and Cecilia, which I thought was interesting. I was like, wow, that's new, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was... It was an unfortunate scene. Um, <laughs> a lot of it was, though. <laughs> right. All these things. And then we've got the accidental horrific deaths, the bathtub yeah. scene. I feel like at least every movie that tries to put themselves on the mark has to have something over the top that's unexpected and different way yeah. to die. Yes. The art of the death scene. I feel like I talked about that on Movie Crush once. But yes, it's absolutely like you've got to have one where the... I always say listeners because we do podcasting. The viewers are like, well, how is this person going to? I know they're going to die, (laughs) but how is it going to be unique to all the other deaths that I've seen? And that was a pretty, that was pretty horrific. (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, I expected her to drown her. mm -hmm. Not that. Not the hair being sucked up. I'll also say that this was this has been a big trend in horror movies within the past like five years. It's always been around, but I feel like a lot of new movies I've seen of the the friend who accidentally the friend group. It's usually a group, but in this one it was just Cecilia. But a friend group who accidentally kills a friend tries to hide the death because they know it'll ruin their future, or whatever. And then they all kind of accidentally die and turn against each other. This was much more just like. Cecilia and things rolling out of control. But it is interesting to me that that's such a a trend in horror movies. The accidental death and then the covering up of the accidental death. Right. I mean, like, I do definitely remember, I remember what you did last summer, Mm -hmm. which has that trope. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of, like, 
women turning into witches are accidental deaths sometimes mm. that gets covered up or in between that that's how it's discovered mm-hmm. like we I feel that happens a lot but yeah that is that is a true thing and then of course we have the mental health and that's the reason that they became a killer except they turned that on the head instead of being like it's not necessarily because you kind of decide oh no it's not because of mental health she's just violent like she's just going to do whatever she has to do to remain an influencer and 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 the victim and and the main character in this in her story, which I found interesting. Which we've talked about it not too long ago about the fact that there are more and more studies coming out now because social media and uh, TikTok has become bigger and bigger. That there are now links to possible mental health uh, diagnosis because of the addiction to social media or what you're getting through social media. Of course, this could be the same kind of studies that we had. What about video games? Mm-hmm. And violence, and it's kind of like, eh, that's more of an excuse mm-hmm. and maybe an underlying condition that we need to talk about rather than the cause and effect mm-hmm. being the video game. So it could be the same thing about social media, but how it's changing mm-hmm. uh, people today. So that could be that kind of conversation as well. So do they become killers because of that? Though we have seen that as more and more of a trope of like social media becoming the reason. Yeah, that's true. There's a whole genre of usually not very good movies, to be honest, but some of them are good. <laughs> um, like you unfriend somebody on Facebook and then murders. Right. right. Or you get a parasocial relationship that becomes a whole different oh, level yeah. and that becomes a plot. Yeah. I mean, I do think there have been what I would call pretty um, respectable is the word I'm landing on. I don't know if that's quite right. But the studies that I'm like, that has probably got some truth to it where especially around women and girls and body image and, like, mm-hmm. finding that kind of, you know, going to get a cosmetic surgery because of filters on social media. But I could see right. it, like, applying here with her, this image she curated and wanting so badly to protect that image. So it's not quite, it's not necessarily mental health, but the social media didn't help what was already going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I did. I think the movie in itself was well done. Mm-hmm. I think it, again, makes you think. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that the writer and director had a lot of uh, cinematic imagination and creativity. Because, again, like, the lighting in the house would change from day to night. It was pretty fascinating mm-hmm. how they did that. The outdoor scenes versus the indoor scenes. Like, it was very, very interesting. Again, the beginning and end. You you know they had that when yeah. they started that movie. This is how I wanted to begin and end it. Yeah. So, of course, like, and everything else fell in between. But that obviously was a big point to it. I feel like Pink had its very, like, that had its own little plot for a reason. Um, yeah. And I felt like Aisha D did an amazing job. Apparently, she's a really big actress in uh, Australia mm-hmm. and is known. And again, and she did a fantastic job of portraying this, like, unsympathetic but sympathetic character. Yeah. She really did. Because like I said, I've spent the first half like, wait, <laughs> I'm supposed to be sympathetic towards you. And the second half, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. Things have changed. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It, Like I said, it stuck with me, which I think is the sign of a good horror movie. Mm. It was funny, but I was, I was very disturbed. I left like, oof. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to think about this. <laughs> oof. Yeah. Gosh, she's selling that book. Oh, 
Yeah, that was quite, I'm like, oh, wow, the book and the rope. I yeah. was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we recommend it if this is your thing. Uh, if you like horror movies, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as always, in the meantime, if you have any recommendations for movies we should do next, please let us know. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at Mosto Podcast or on Instagram and TikTok, as Stefan never told you. Um, we do have a tea public store with some merchandise and we have a book. True story. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, you can get it at stuffyshouldreadbooks.com. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.